at that age, age 10, my life path took a really sharp turn. And like really little did I realize that the next 20 years of my life would be spent on a roller coaster of diets, doctors and Dr. Google searchers, just all in the quest for feeling good in my own skin. All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, it's Rachel here on the Healthy Hustle podcast. I am so excited to have my new friend, Dr. Lauren here. She has gone to hell and back with her health issues. Like many of you are struggling in your own healing journey, we get to get a front row seat to listening to how she healed herself, what she's doing today in her business. And without further ado, I'm just gonna say, Lauren, thanks so much for being here. I can't wait to interview you and get this party started. Yeah, so excited to party with you and be here and just have a really great conversation. So give a little background. I mean, when we hear to Helen back, I know that so many of us have those hellish illnesses that really were like, we went to doctors, there was no solution. We kept getting answers that didn't feel in alignment with what we knew in our gut. And it sounds like that's pretty much your story. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I oftentimes say my story begins back at fourth grade recess <laughs> when um, I was 10 years old with like a pink, pink scrunchie and my frizzy hair that my mom made me wear. And all I really wanted to do was fit in. And that day, the popular girls invited me to join their gossip circle where they're like laughing at a girl's ugly sweater and gawking over Eric Arthur's cute freckly face. <laughs> and then the topic of weight came up and the queen bee said, oh my gosh, you guys, I weighed myself last night and I'm 69 pounds. So fat. And then turning to each of us and just saying, what do you weigh? Oh and one, one by one, we had to go around this gossip circle and report to the drill sergeant. And I was a healthy 80 pound, 10 year old girl. I'm starting to go through puberty a little bit earlier than other girls though. And just yeah. remember looking down at my feet and just like gulping and lying and just saying, I don't know. And going home that day, standing in the pantry, turning over my favorite Dorito snack pack when just learning a brand new language, which is fat grams and calories. And at that age, age 10, my life path took a really sharp turn. And like really little did I realize that the next 20 years of my life would be spent on a roller coaster of diets, doctors and Dr. Google searchers, just all in the quest for feeling good in my own skin and both health and diet culture and just yeah. with little to no resolve. And so that's really, that instance is what set the tone for, um, I mean, really what I do today, but I spent 15 years just overtly in that eating disorder state, really struggling um, in just hospitals and treatment centers where 
the typical treatments were Pop-Tarts, pizza, and Prozac for eating disorders. Even today, right. definitely an industry I'm disrupting and uh, wanting to bring more holistic health to, but, um, and just, you know, feeding tubes as well. My mom would like put a mm-hmm. feeding tube down my nose every night in high school. So there was just like a lot of like them, uh, it was like me versus the system. And yeah. at a very young age began to become a really health, healthy skeptic in a way of just like conventional wisdom which I think later would serve me in like I'm a functional medicine practitioner now. So really about looking to the root cause. So, you know, just kind of like we treat symptoms of a person that's overweight, like move more and eat less, or a person with like autoimmune disease, give a pill for an ill, that's a lifestyle mm-hmm. induced and gut issue. Um, really my symptoms and my eating disorder were treated with what made the most sense for food freedom and weight gain, which was processed foods. Right. So right. yeah just like lived in that world. And then in this other world of like diet culture to the nth degree where I I did every single diet under the sun before it even had a name. Like I was a trendsetter for not only the fasting diet, but I would say like the carnivore diet where I was eating only protein and meat and the keto diet where completely cut out carbs, that protein and fat was healthy and okay. And then the opposite end, like vegan, vegetarian, um, just like try the low fat movement was also really popular in the nineties and, uh, non-fat. So did all the diets as well. And I mean, those will equally not do your body many favors Very like you, for one, it wrecks your microbiome over time, just chronic dieting, which later I, I discovered as well. So everything came to a head at age 23, when I found myself waking up at 4am to go work out, love fitness and movement. But at this time in my life, I was working out eight hours a day, subsisting off probably off 500 calories. And it was no longer about being this like 10 year old, like little girl queen bee that I wanted to be. It was really an identity I had developed. Like my self-concept was really wrapped up in being a really great dieter. And it was also achievement and control that I got through my dieting and my food um, habits. And so, but I stepped on the scale only to see a number I had not seen since I was that 10 year old girl, all actually one pound less 79. And for the first time, it really scared me in my journey and just thinking like, man, this explains my heart pains, my chest pains that I've been having. The reason why my gut feels like I shuts down anytime I eat anything, my stress fractured feet. And so my body was really in shutdown mode and there was no doctor telling me what to do or no parent saying what to do is like, this is my life. I'm a full-fledged adult. And so I got in my car to go to the gym and prayed out loud, God, help me make a change today. And just like yelled it and was crying. And when I got to the gym, not one, but nine other gym goers walked up. And then nine, who I now call my wife, the angels stepped in, spoke up and said they wanted to help. And they knew nothing about my backstory. They just saw a girl every day that was like slowly killing herself on this stairmaster and they drove me to the hospital and um so thankful they did because within the next 48 hours I found myself in the CCU with a heart rate in the near 20s and doctors saying I may not make it and it was just like in that moment that something inside me finally clicked and it was just the answer is not out there and just all the striving I was doing to feel good in my own skin it's in here and like I do that say pointing to my gut now like the core of who I am for one as well as just like healing from the inside versus the outside. And so I made up my mind that life was going to be different on the other side, no matter like what the next like battle was in the hospitals and treatment centers, which I spent another year in treatment, but something inside me finally changed and got out on the back end and 
that's when like I healed from the eating disorder and I, life was like really great. And so it, it is today hundred percent. And but little did I realize like all of those years of both dieting and the treatments to cure me, like the conventional method as well as diet industry had really wrecked my gut. And so I ended up getting diagnosed with these 12 plus incurable illnesses that like Mayo Clinic turned me away. Cleveland Clinic wouldn't take me. A doctor told me like, you're probably going to end up in a nursing home at age 40. Another one said there's times conventional medicine will fail you, Lauren. This is one of them. They just, everyone was perplexed, even my functional doctors. And um, like long story short, I'm on a hundred percent remission from all of those. And through a process I've now developed called the total gut reset, which is all about healing your health, your head and your heart. And so if you know anything about polyvagal theory, the gut is connected to all of it. And so it was really like, um, I say my own journey was underground medical school that I went through. That's my <laughs> best training. And so really what's brought me today to help others um, heal themselves too. I can totally identify with you. My first diet, I was 12, I was 10 years old. Yes. There you go. A girl that I was friends with came home and she was like, I'm gaining some weight. And I was like, I am too. And that sped me into years of being anorexic and bulimic. Yeah. And that was a very, I always say I didn't end up in treatment. I was like that person that really hit everything, but it was actually a boyfriend of mine that said, I know what you're doing and this is going to kill you. You're going to, and it was him who opened my eyes, but there were still many years of recovery. And I went to college and it got worse. And, you know, just being around, I remember being in a sorority and they had to get their plumbing fixed constantly because so many girls were puking in the shower. Wow. Yeah. It's such a, like, I think in college years, especially there are so many gray zone eating disorders, disordered eating that like no one even talked about it really. It was just like a a silent language. And I I was very attuned to it by that time because I had already been struggling for so long and just seeing uh, it's a very sticky culture for disordered eating. I think at least one in four will struggle in college. Because just like you said, I loved all the diets that you went through. I mean, I think I've gone through every diet and finally got to a point where it's like, I'm eating intuitively. I know we overuse that word so much, but it's like, if I want to go have the piece of pumpkin pie, I do it. Yeah. Do it and you find that in, in between balance. And I know for myself, it screwed up my microbiome, which is what I would love to ask you about. Yeah. And before that, I want to talk about the head, the head space. Yes. About healing the head in your, in your total information. Yeah. That entail when, when you kind of went through your journey and how's that impacted how you teach? Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you asked that. And I mean, I will say overtly, I was in 20 plus years of therapy. And so like a lot of the approach I initially was shown was like what we call CBT, like coming from my cognition and like conscious mind. And what I found is like, I would go in loops, like in this model for many years. Like, I mean, I really stayed stuck and very much focused on a, like I call it the towards versus away mindset. So on what we don't want versus what we do want. So a lot of times when we stay in that negative headspace, and I think therapy can be great for helping people. Some people find much value in it. For me, I just felt like I, I went in loops and yeah. kind of like thinking like limiting beliefs even. So I was constantly just talking about the problems. And when we focus a lot on the problem, 
then we're going to, we are the stories we tell ourselves. And so I mentioned a little bit about how identity was a big piece of like my own struggles. And I think what I found in my work as a clinician is identity, regardless of your, your struggle, like if there is a struggle there, there's a self-concept piece, our personality, our self-concept creates our personal reality. I'll say that again, like our personality creates our personal reality. And so like, I was so immersed in like, okay, Lauren's the sick patient or like, I don't like that. I am having to eat pizza and I have celiac disease, like talking about that in therapy. So focus and kind of like the lady that wants to like lose weight all the time. Like, you know, we all know someone that cannot lose that last 10 pounds for the life of her. And she's just so focused on like, I don't want to be fat or I can't eat this or I am big bone, like whatever story. Um, and so that kind of just keeps us stuck when we focus there. So when we do an about face and focus on what we don't, what we do want versus what we don't want, I found that to be a big catalyst in my healing. So like when I was in that hospital bed, looking up at the lights and like doctors screaming, we may need to call a code blue, something inside me changed, I said, and that was like where I was like, wow, I've been focused so much on the problem for so long that that's become in and of itself. Like what's keeping me stuck. The identity. Yeah. The identity. So what would healthy, thriving Lauren do? And it began to become like my new mantra or question. I would just check in with myself. Kind of, you talked about intuitive. So like eating is like, you know, if a friend invites me to go to dinner on a Friday night, old Lauren, sick Lauren would just completely, I always was in isolation. So healthy Lauren would go be around people and find something on the menu and like began to just make these little decisions when I began to change my identity and my self-concept and focus more on like, the as if mindset. So as we think, therefore we become kind of like, I always give the example of when I was little, I had a bell dress. I loved bell from Beauty and the Beast. You may relate to like a, a princess that you wanted to be or for like little I boys. Wanted to a lot be of time. Superman. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Like superheroes or like a sports yeah. star or whatever it is. But, and like, I mean, I don't know if you ever had a Superman costume or a Wonder yeah. Woman costume. <laughs> I had like, both. That's amazing. Well, so when you put that on, like, who were you? Yeah. You were Superman. And just like, I was Belle. And so I waved to my fans in my mom's minivan parade, basically. <laughs> and just like, little kids are really great at that as of mindset. If you tell them you're not Superman or you're not Belle, like, they'll let you have it. Like, yes, I am. And so, and I think we can use that same mindset in our healing journeys or with our clients as well to really get them into like the self-concept of even being well or like getting those blinders off that they've been so focused on what they are right now or a diagnosis they've been given. I really don't see diagnoses now as like, a like, I think they're labels and I think of them more as symptomology versus the actual like thing that a patient is. And so that's higher level, like just like top of the, the mindset, like the mind goes deep though, into our, our self-concept. Um, and in disease as well, I say dis-ease, like imbalance in our life greatly in our mind causes disease or symptomology in the body. And a really simple example of this would be consider, okay, a patient of mine, we'll call him little Johnny, eight years old. And he ate a PB&J every single day for lunch. He did it for years and he loved it. And then all of a sudden, little Johnny one day starts to develop hives and gut issues around this PB&J. So what do we assume? Like goes to the pediatrician, um, maybe a nutritionist. Like when he came, by the time he came to me, he was diagnosed with a gluten and peanut allergy. And so cut it out. And like, lo and behold, little Johnny is feeling much better. Great. We, we do know like a lot of times those are trigger foods in our society. 
Well, when we did the work though, to understand like what in little Johnny's life was happening prior to this sudden onset, uh, we realized little Johnny had witnessed his parents have an all out fight that led to his dad walking out and eventually their separation and divorce. And at that exact same time, little Johnny is eating a PB and J. So the way the gut brain axis locks that in is like that stress or like we call it the limbic system to hold on to memories. Um, and so therefore little Johnny's like indigestible conflict that he saw like shows up as a gut issue and a food intolerance. Whereas consider um, a client of mine that developed like a skin rash and like he was in his late forties and he had had it for six years and he just could not figure out why he had a very healthy lifestyle he used non-toxic skincare. He was doing all the things. He was doing all the things he needed to do. Yeah. And so when we do the work, like I always do a timeline with patients just to understand what was happening in your life right prior to, to this developing. Like what we realized is he had been in a very long drawn out lawsuit with a business partner who had stole money from him. That was a very stressful. So the way that the gut brain axis downloads what we would call an attack conflict, like whether it's an attack on our self-concept or an attack on like, you know, this business relationship and my business um, is like, it's your skin is your defense system. So it throws up, whether it's acne or we would say a skin rash to defend, um, to defend you. And so the body is a metaphor for what's happening underneath at a gut brain level. What I, is something that I found not only in my health journey, because each of the illnesses I was diagnosed with we're linked to a specific type of stressor. And sometimes eventually the stressors begin to build upon each other when you like have just like, you know, so many things. Um, but like it really at a root cause issue and the root cause of say the anorexia and the eating disorder, indigestible conflict again, if it's gonna show up in the gut or if it's gonna show up as like eating issues. And, and like thinking back to fourth grade recess, little girl telling me I'm basically fat on the playground like something I, I did not digest, never processed with anyone, then just took that in. And it really just showed up in that, that way. And so it's been really powerful work as I've learned the connections between like specific types of stressors in our body as I got brain level, because nowadays I don't do a ton of lab testing with patients because most of my patients that are coming to me have been to a lot of doctors and no one can still figure out they're doing all the things um, to be well. And, but no one's really helped them understand at that layer, what is the driving metaphor. And so we kind of help them understand that and take their power back through a process I developed called the total gut reset. Are you struggling with email marketing for your coaching business? Building an email list is crucial to connect with your clients and increase conversions, but it's not easy. That's where the cleaning hacks list builder and marketing kit comes in. You'll get everything you need to build an email list of raving fans and potential clients, including a lead magnet, cover images, opt-in page, thank you page, and follow-up emails. And the best part, it's completely free. And if that isn't enough, has also created video guides to walk you step-by-step through the setup process. Download your free kit and make it happen. I love that you talked about a timeline because when I coach, I did a timeline all the way, even before birth. Like Mm -hmm. what was going on with your parents? What are, what's your family genetic? We did a family tree and I would have them put every health issue that was going on with their family, Mm -hmm. but also would talk about like, What's happening in your life at that time? And I think that's such a powerful tool. And I also love that you're really talking about resetting 
it's like rewiring the brain. Yeah. I know I couldn't get out of certain past traumas and those traumas kept going up and I kept reliving them. I felt the same thing with therapy, which is why doing RTM for me and doing EMDR were really powerful because it like shifted me out of the problem. A hundred percent. Yeah. Kind of like catalyst, like instead of focusing on the problem, let's focus on like, yeah, something beyond fire. Yeah, really. I would say my stress levels, like, I think that's the thing when we have stuff that is haunting us, it comes into your daily activity and then it destroys your microbiome. (laughs) Yeah. Because your stress response so high so that anything you eat or try to consume and digest in an emotional state becomes heightened. Exactly. And that's the way that the brain works. The primal brain cannot distinguish the difference in running from a bear versus, oh my gosh, I'm 10 grams of carbs over my limit. Seems yeah. all sources of stress exactly. the same. And so like, you know, you fast forward to 15, age 15, 16, 23, when I'm still struggling with my eating disorder, it's no longer that I'm thinking about like 10 years old me and like little girl on the yeah. playground. But like the stress and the feelings of lack of self-worth, for example, were the trigger to lead me to that. And so it's like when I feel this, you know, scrolling through a Facebook post or an Instagram and I'm struggling with the eating disorder still, and there's that lack of self-concept or worth, then I'm like, oh, well, I need to look like this. Or I, I turn into that diet mode, or that's what I did. No longer that I worked through that and understood how that works. So that's kind of how, or like with little Johnny, He's no longer seeing his parents have an all-out fight, but when he's eating gluten and peanuts, like the way at a subconscious level, his brain is processing that is like feeling like that is the cue. It's kind of like Pavlov's law. Yeah. Like that moment just happened in this current state. Yeah. To lead me down the path of healing the heart. Is that about like finding the self-esteem part and really the self-love? Yeah, definitely. I mean, gosh, that was like, the last frontier too, for me, because it's like, my heart was so shut down. And I like, I didn't really realize it because after going through such a chronic health journey, and I think this is very true for a lot of our patients as well, is you start to numb out, like how you feel. And like, I was just going through the motions. So whether I'm going through the motions in treatment or when it's going through the motions of like, uh, just doing all the things to be well, or like follow the diet plan or the eliminations, et cetera, or like just work out. <laughs> you just start to shut down how you feel. Yeah. Um, and like even having, yeah, just like a conceptualization of like even lack of self-worth and emotion. And I think that the catalyst for killing my heart came in the form of forgiveness mm. and like, which I think is like a huge I guess missing link in a lot of like work that anyone's doing in life I guess like at a a higher level until we maybe work with a coach or something like that can that can show that but and it wasn't necessarily just forgiveness of others like that really helped me clear a lot of headspace but it was forgiveness for myself and forgiveness and like there's just superpowers in forgiveness overtly and I think it's just wired in human DNA um like from a spiritual perspective as well Um, but like when I finally forgave myself is really where like I began to feel again. And I think it comes back to like our personal, like personal personality shaping our personal reality. And so if I'm still harboring on these feelings that I didn't realize were there, I'm just like resentment towards myself, for example. Um, and from a self-worth concept, 
then that's still going to be like a little like chain or shackle holding me back and keeping my body and my heart in a state of like anxiety or fear, like the opposite of freedom really. And so it's like, when I finally healed that, it's like today it's white noise to me as like all the negative energy I was putting into myself for from still come in, that, because I know for myself, I can still have those lack of self-worth come in and it's like, yeah, myself out of it. Does that still come in for you? And what do yeah. you, it's so much more neutralized. I think it's just like when you become more like, it's like the awareness is there. So if I feel like I intercept that, because I think it's normal and human and we're going to intercept yeah. that just like, it's like, if we are gluten intolerant, we're choosing to avoid gluten. Now we still are like aware of like, you know, if we go to a restaurant, like we could intercept it or something like that. And so there's the awareness that the inputs will come there. Maybe the like, but you see the old belief or you see, for me, it's like, uh, I, I see what's happening right now in my brain. And then I choose to like believe and embody like my spirit animal, which would be like Jennifer Lopez and Sarah Blakely <laughs> right now. Um, so like, what would JLo do and think? What would Sarah Blakely do or think like in the context of business or self-worth? Um, so yeah, finding my new spirit animal instead of Belle. Although Belle has uh, really great self-worth too. <laughs> I love that you brought that up because I think when we ask ourselves, like, what would my future self do? Or what would exactly. my animals, those people that you've got those like heart crushes on, how would they show up in this instance? Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Like and then, let's get on our super girl. What led you to starting a business? Yeah. Well, if you know human design at all, um, that's one thing that as I've understood about myself is I have a strong entrepreneur line in me. So I am at a DNA level designed to, to be a business owner. Now it's some, something I didn't realize until like probably the past couple of years, even that being part of me. But I mean, my first business, I think back to like my lemonade stand and like selling my happy meal toys that yeah. I got <laughs> for free, like on the, the corner of the road, the side of the road. And then fast forward to like age 10, starting my own babysitter's club and then my own manicure business and my own Tamagotchi babysitting club. And like, wow. just like, yeah, these little like business generator in me uh, was always there. And so I like my claim to my own business fame is I've never worked a full-time job for anyone else in my life except myself. And so even before I had a full-time job, like in my business, I like did everything I could to have just like part-time gigs or PR gigs. There was a time I think I had like 11 to 13 different gigs, whether I was freelance writing, nannying, or like doing PRN work as an OT, like where I was just like anything to control my own schedule and to not yeah, be told completely others. So I think yes. anyone so, listening can say that they totally identify. Yeah. So good, good. Preach into the choir then there. And so when I took the leap into my own business, like going full time, I just it got to the point where like the universe had lined up of just saying like, you know, in order to devote all your energy to this or more energy, you just have to jump in because I was feeling so right. way down and um, kind of building other people's quote unquote dreams or businesses, whether it's like a, you know, a healthcare system or something like that, but still just not having that full autonomy to play and so I just decided to take the leap and my number one prayer in my business every single day has always been Lord bring the manna and the manna is like the bread that falls from heaven yeah. in the Bible where it's just like you know just give me what I need to sustain and 
he's continued to provide and just show up like for the past 10 years. I've just like, I've just said, made a pact with God and said, you know, if you shut the doors down or like, you know, you don't, he always has provided even on dry months, you know, like a dry month comes and it's like the next month, like provides for the month that was not there, et cetera. And so it's just been, I think entrepreneurship in general is the greatest spiritual journey you can go on. Um, and it's a fun risk to play. And I'm in a state of my business right now that I'm in, I am transitioning into like what I feel like he's really calling me into as well, as well as what I've learned through my human design, which is more, I am meant to create. And I was a broadcast journalist actually before in my former career. Um, and so coming back full circle to being a journalist for myself and for health, um, and things that I stand for now from podcasting to YouTube, content creation and then more so um creating a company versus just like a one-on-one practice yeah wow i love those transitions and i think that that's a place of excitement but there also comes in you know that little little fear of course and you and i love working through that and getting to that next place what would you say worked for you what works for you visibility wise these days? Because I know from 10 years ago, I started my business like 13 years ago. It's changed so drastically, but I think a lot of those same strategies still work, but I would love to hear what works for you. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of like tapping into like ultimately who and who I am and like how I best show up in the world has been the best strategy. And like, again, this is like where human design has really helped me understand why I like to do things. So for example, I mentioned being a creator. So like speaking, writing, storytelling is what I love to do. And so the past 10 years, my greatest lead source has been through writing. It's been Dr. Google and like learning SEO and like still it does work, especially in the health field, because there's a lot of DIYer people out there, people just searching their issues. So and there are a lot of people sick who are searching for those topics. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and then in the functional medicine space, it's like so nuanced of a lot of topics, like whether I'm talking about toxic mold illness or SIBO or healing your metabolism after dieting, like things that not everyone like healthline.com or Mayo Clinic's writing, not really writing about. And yeah. so that's been one way. Um, I think just like, speaking as well, whether I'm like speaking on summits or speaking, uh, like I love doing podcasts, both like I'm actually kicking up at my new show that'll launch with my new company in the spring. But also I love this type of podcasting. Um, so, but, but that's like me tapping into like part of my design. And then another part of my design is I'm meant from like um, who I work best with to speak one to many and I do really well with stranger interaction. So I'm just a very natural organic networker with like in the stranger context, whereas yeah. there's some people in their human design that are really great internal networkers and their best referral sources is going to be from people directly closest to them. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's just also been just like being me in the wild. So I go to a lot of conferences and events, not even out of intention to just be like, oh, I'm going to just network, but it just happens very organically or I'm at Whole Foods checkout line and be yeah. like, hey, uh, how's your poo? Oh, like, that's just like so funny. I love that you say that because I used to, my husband used to say, go to Whole Foods and you'll come home with a client because yes. we were sitting in front of like all the probiotics and a person's face would just be like impure 
overwhelm. And I would say, Hey, this is what I do. Do you need me to help you? Exactly. (laughs) There you go. Conversation. And all of a sudden we'd be talking enemas. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's exactly on an airplane. Yeah. Et cetera. So tell me about, tell me about your business. I know you talked about your business today, but how did you develop your signature system? Yeah. I mean, it really was, I say my own journey was underground medical school. So that in and of itself is like when I did a backtrack, you know, after going through all of it and be like, oh, okay, here I am at the finish line and the starting gate at the same time, like, and really began to understand like, what are the principles that helped me heal? That was probably the biggest thing is just like backtracking and like thinking of yourself five years ago, 10 years ago, three years ago, like really what helped you break through certain like moments in your life or like have those breakthroughs. And so those have been things that I've integrated into my programs where my signature process, where now I have like three phases, kickstart, cleanse and optimize and both ends, like I talk physically and then like from that gut brain heart level as well. Um, and in each of those phases, but just kind of taking people through a process there. Um, and then I think just like, I am a lover of learning and a student of learning. And so I've just had so many amazing mentors and experiences, both from like a personal development type of like work that I've done, whether we're talking like Tony Robbins or NLP or German new medicine, human design, as I mentioned, has been my like biggest thing lately, but like taking pieces from that, uh, reading books, obviously is always a really great place. And then from on the physical and health perspective, had just like continued to invest in my education and ongoing learning from some really amazing mentors in specific spaces, uh, whether I'm wanting to nerd out on hormones or nerd out on detox or like just do my like multiple functional medicine trainings that I've been through because I always gleaned something from it and just comb through it um, and make my own. I love that you talked about that. And I love that you talked about also like getting and learning SEO because I feel like There are a lot of practitioners who are listening, who geek out on all the nutrition stuff, but they don't take as much time to invest in the areas to grow their business. And I love yeah. that about the balance of both. Yeah, definitely. I just have been on a little t- kick of the past three, four weeks. I think I've done three conferences, primarily business focused. Um, and so, but it, it, and it's amongst people in my space as well. So And then I think joining a mastermind has been something I was talking to someone today is just like, it's, it's always going to be part of my business life now is like, whatever mastermind it is, strength in numbers, people to bounce things off of. Um, And then I live here in Austin, Texas, which is a mastermind in and of itself. So I think just finding community, there's a, a huge entrepreneur circle here. So I think in your local community, even like beyond just um, meetups online kind of thing or going places, like I said, with the conferences, I think the in-person experience is really powerful. I'm uh, doing this interview right now from my co-working spot. I oftentimes call Austin, Texas right now. It's like college to me. So many people have a, moved here, but uh, there's a big entrepreneur culture. And so we just build our businesses alongside each other and then work and play or play in between. I love that. I was just doing a webinar today talking about getting visible. And for some people that's going and doing co-working spaces because you meet other people, you build a referral network, and then all of a sudden you have kind of people around you to keep you a little motivated. A hundred percent. So strength in numbers, people. So is there anything that I missed during this interview that you want to say to the world? Oh, I love that. (laughs) 
Well, I just think like within the business context, like the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur is the ability to bob and weave. And like, so there's no ceiling. And so I feel like there's been moments of feeling stuck in my business or like where I've been in that mindset. And then when I've like really just re-engineered of like, you know, you are the creator of your destiny. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, if you can imagine it, it's real. And so that's really what's allowed me to even like get so excited about like what I'm about to roll out and cooking um and just to know like anything is possible I, I just came off of a weekend of uh we did vision boards I hadn't done a vision board in a while wow. and just as I put it together realizing like everything in my fiber believes a hundred percent that these are all going to happen and I think they'll happen sooner than 10 years and so it's just like wherever your energy and your focus goes your energy is going to flow and so if you feel misaligned in your business right now like to do just a gut check with yourself and like, you know, am I really doing what I like most love? And like, uh, the again, beauty of being an entrepreneur is you can bob and weave. It may even be like from a niche perspective, like, you know, maybe I'm not niched enough. And like, I think just like kind of dialing that in can be really helpful as well for, because I've I'm inadvertently been niched in certain areas that like my life experience made me more niched in um, just with the disordered eating past in particular and like my mold journey toxic mold journey which are really unique and so those have been two areas that I've really been able to like uh positively capitalize on within a just clients that I serve perspective I love that I I love this interview I think that this I I really enjoyed that you talked about like that heart connection that head connection and that gut connection yeah. Which leads me to your free gift. Can you just tell everyone a little about your free gift? Yes. So I think I have a three-day gut cleanse that is super, um, just like a great way to get a toe in the water with understanding like my process and from a, a health and a head connection yeah. um, <laughs> as well. And that's over just on my website right now, drlauren.com. And Lauren has a Y in it, L-A-U-R-Y-N dot com um and then be on the lookout for totalgutreset.com coming out in this new year the 2024 i don't know when this is releasing um but i'm also going to be integrating uh it's like you know now is my time to give back or like from an olive branch perspective so a, a clinician training and just some of the nuanced things that i've learned from like really helping patients and clients break through um so teaching and integrating more uh, NLP neurolinguistic programming certification in there as well as German new medicine and human design and like help that's these are tools that have allowed me beyond just focusing on the logistics of diets supplements and lab testing um, that have really helped not only myself see results but my patients and be the last practitioner that your patients have to see and they are are the ones shouting at the rooftops for you and your reviews as well. I love that. And I, I'm so thankful. Congratulations on this new venture, the new company that's coming yes. out. And I'm just so thankful that you're here today. Can you tell everyone also where to find you on social media? Yeah, super simple. Just at Dr. Lauren at D-R-L-A-U-R-Y-N or not dot com, but at Dr. Lauren is an Instagram is where I'm most active at the moment, but be on the lookout for the go with your gut podcast and YouTube in 2024. Awesome. Congratulations. Guys, follow this woman. It's clearly been an amazing interview and you can tell that she is definitely the woman to follow, especially if you're not aligned with your gut right now. 
And if you're going through that healing journey where you just feel frustrated, she's possibly the woman that you want to hire. All right, guys, have a great one. Stay tuned for the next episode. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.